gifting, apologies, and feminine hygiene. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. I look like that emoji. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Hey, Melissa. Hi, Hi. Amy. How are you today? I'm a little scrambled, but I'm still an egg. It's my favorite kind of egg. A good scramble. How are you this fine day? Oh, boy. Uh, Lots and lots and lots of things. You and I have sent two kids to college, or you've sent two, and I have two imminently leaving. Yeah, I'm still up in it. I've got one. I've got one who is officially out, living there, done, starting, and the other who is packing, packing, leaving. Okay. So, but it's he's as good as out mentally because he's going away. It's an overseas thing, so it's a it's sort of a different. It's not just like yeah, I'm going up the road. It's like (gasps) so. It's you know. Today we were contacted by the Czechoslovakian Police Department. So it's there's a little different level of stress. Getting ready. Yes. So I have two imminently going to college. Same Z's. Is it is it biting your whole ass cheek? Yeah. So ours is a little different situation because I have a child. Your oldest is giving really lots of thought to what is going in the bag that he will be carrying by himself. And he is planning and thinking and my first is not planning or thinking. <laughs> and his answer is, well, I'll just buy that when I get to school. <sighs> but we have it here. And yeah, because- with whose money? Yeah, I have, an, I have my second is also like, hey, cash for everybody. Here you go. We were at the bookstore today. You know those tiny, tiny, tiny eyeliner sized pencil sharpeners? Yeah, sure. It occurred to me, it occurred to me that all the pencils he had packed, who fucking needs a pencil? But all the pencils he had packed were dull square logs with no points. I thought, okay, fucker, that's all I need to hear is, we give you pencils with the fuck a point on. So I was all right, here, just throw it in the thing. We'll just get this. That tiny pencil sharpener was $4.98. On a college campus bookstore. Finish the full sentence. It wasn't even branded. It wasn't even branded. I would gnaw every pencil to save $4.95. <laughs> I'd beaver the fuck out of that wood just to get where fuck I need to go. Fuck them fuckers. Fuck them cunts. That's crazy. Oh, I was just nuts. The premium. Those spiral bound notebooks. $7.95 for a, spiral, for a regular one. I just got from Amazon in the mail a pack of 10 of those spiral college line notebooks for four ninety nine. Mead. Like God. the easy one subject because my daughter ordered them. She doesn't need branded things anymore. She doesn't need to see maybe one UD something, but. Oh, oh yeah. None of these was branded. Shut your mouth. This is the, this is the fucking Staples, Mead, Astasm, nothing on it, regular, solid color, crapo notebook. It was nonsense. So I fortunately, before walking into the bookstore, he had said, I think I need just a couple of notebooks. I grabbed that shit from home and guess yes. what they were? From his own middle school experience, the first four pages with his stupid algebra notes in it and an entire blank notebook. I'm like, here you go, fucker, because that's about how much you're going to use it now. I'm not paying this again. That's what he got. So what lesson are we actually teaching them by having them not think ahead and spend more of your money on on notebooks as opposed to, I have such different children. One of them said, oh, let me just get like this pack of 10 notebooks and it's four ninety seven, and I will have this ready to go. And the other one's like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Right. No, you have to plan. They make paper where I'm going. Yeah. And they're, they're <laughs> one's a planner <laughs> and one's not. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't love the attitude of, don't worry, I'll just buy a new one. Because uh, that leads from as simple as your pencil sharpener, mead notebooks, and it leads right up to the, you know what, I can't find my AirPods right now. Let me just order another pair of AirPods. Well, what is stopping them from the difference? Like in their head, I'm asking for a friend. Do they think it's under $60? I can just get a new one. Or do they think nothing about price? I'll just replace it because I'm a child of privilege. Like what, what is it? Well, I have three answers to this question. Ooh. The first is on topic. So shocker, I'll go there. <laughs> My friend Amy Schiller. <laughs> I know. Did I'm catching you off guard. on topic? <laughs> Let's zag. She's going to stay on topic. 
So my friend Amy Schiller, uh, I perceive to be from a well-to-do kind of a family. We worked at an advertising agency, and she used to talk about growing up, and she said, God, we were all just so mindless because we would just have the most expensive items, and we would just drop them in the yard we would drop them in the street it would forever be like these really expensive like pickup brand i don't know north face columbia patagonia any of this stuff and so the school lost and found would be like is this yours like is this your air ipad is this your macbook air did you leave it in the schoolyard the- there's six of them in lost and found like yeah. so that's part of it is yeah part of it is when you at, you either start with there is abundance all around you and you layer on top of that Everyone around you is at an economic level where what you got ain't nothing they want. It's so you just have zero respect for your fucking things because they'll be there when you come back for them, right? As opposed to my other friend who I also met at the same advertising agency who was an artist and God bless him, a fucking flake. He sat all afternoon in the park with his literal Apple Air, MacBook Air, and walked back to the agency without it. And then a couple hours later, went back to the park like, fuck, I left my computer in the park. And surprise, it was not there. That is not a okay. surprise. <laughs> it's not a surprise <laughs> at all that it was not it's there. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> so anyway, yes. So I think they have no. So kids, most. What's most the matter with kids today? Kids, they have no they have no idea about economics. Another problem is we come from. The policy, I want to make the world better for you than it was for me. So it's about your world, child, is this pampered fucking Queen Charlotte existence that I'm like, I don't even know why the fuck I'm doing this. But meanwhile, take it. Have it. Take it. All my sacrifice for you. Give it a give, give, give. That's what ours did for us. And once you get to a point, the shit you're giving them is like a car when you turn 16. Are you kidding my dick? No way. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. You, How do you, you teach them to respect the things they have and not as a parent see it as just wild disrespect for you when they say, I'll just buy a new one with what well, the twenty seven fifty you earned this summer at your stupid flake job or like you- part of that helps. Part of that helps. And the sentence was uttered to me yeah. by Mr. Middlechild after a summer spent doing Uber Eats for spending money. Because all of your expenses are covered and more than paid here. You're going to a place where all of your expenses are more than paid. I'm not giving you a dime, period. You can enjoy your summer. You don't have to work, but I'm not paying you shits because you have everything here. So it was like, I'm just going to Uber Eats because that's, so it was constantly, constantly, constantly Uber Eats. And then all of a sudden, you know, the cost of the fast food receipts started getting lower and lower and lower. And we're skipping drinks and we're making it um, a more reasonable bill. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like it's the literally comes said the sentence. Well, I mean, you know, it feels like it costs a lot more when it's my money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. It makes you think harder about delivering that soggy hamburger in the rain just to be able to get Biscuitville the next morning. Yeah, versus Mama Bucks, which spend everywhere all the fucking time. Mama Bucks. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite bucks. Right above Starbucks is Mama Bucks. Well, the kids, the kids will tell you that Mama Bucks have about the street value of Confederate bills. But um, you know, I I like to think I. So now the. The hard part is I'm not getting paid mama bucks. I want USD. Let's go. Right. So. Right. And that's it. That's an issue. They're wise to me. Well, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do it any other way with them. (laughs) We have discussed several times um, tipping and things like that. Have we really gone into depth really for gifting? I think so, but I would love to hear what you have to say on the topic. It's obviously on your mind for some reason. Yeah, I'm bringing I feel this. Like it's on your mind a lot. Well, you're a big gifter. I'm not. Oh no, I not love like that. You. I want to give you. I want to give you a hug. I want to show you that I love you. And I'm not gonna buy you. Buy you. I'm not gonna fucking buy you shit. Okay, that's <laughs> fine with me. I don't make friends so that they give me gifts. This gifting is less on the. I totally saw something that made me think of you. I just bought it and sent it to you. That's that's not yeah, gifting. Nice. That's letting you know. That's that's a hug. That's a hug. For me, that's a hug. That's it's a, a long-distance hug. That's a male-based hug. hug. Yes. yes. So 
a USPS hug. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, and thank you so much, Amazon, for facilitating my promiscuity. I saw a post that said, how much do you give as a gift for birthday, graduation, bar mitzvah, wedding? Like it was requesting help, right? And then mm-hmm. I happened to be in Mexico with my family when I read this, when the heat index said 116 and there were no fucker. Mm-hmm. places with air conditioning except our room, which is where I spent most of the vacation when I wasn't trying to get some steps in to feel mm, human. Mm-hmm. And I read this post that says, um, gift what fits your budget, right? This one woman says, Okay. Here's what she wrote. What got to me yesterday was someone who wanted to know what to gift for a black tie wedding on Long Island where her three kids were in the wedding. So many responses were upwards of $500 with some saying $70,000. And much of the thought was gift to cover your plate, meaning as a guest, you're now responsible for paying for your dinner, a dinner that you had no choice in choosing. Someone even suggested that if you can't afford the gift, maybe don't go. What? They what? were w- they were horribly offended by that too. I don't know about okay. you, but when I invite Just. someone to a celebratory event, I'm inviting them to be I'm inviting them for their presence, not their presence. Which was a super you know I love a play on words. Love love love. You are going, Amy, to a mm-hmm. wedding mm-hmm. on Long Island, black tie affair. Picture my wedding, mm-hmm. okay? Stay there. It was such a it was such a one. Right. Yes. Your three kids are (laughs) in the wedding. Yes. Insane. Correct. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's saying that if you can't I I don't some of the comments were so disturbing that. Well, I have to get more context. The poster is the invited guest with the children in the wedding. Like who is asking this question? Because who doesn't fucking even know? And who would crowdsource this answer? So fill that in again. I'm sure you set it up so I should have this detail. Yeah, the issue, but for some reason. The issue is so many people crowdsource so many things that they should just be humans. Some of which. The whole thing feels like a humble brag. Yes. It's like, let me yes. tell you about this. Fant- I'm going to Rod Stewart's daughter's christening. And I'm just wondering if I should get a blue onesie or a pink one. It's like, no, you're fucking not. You just wanted to tell us where you're going, I think. Is what I'm and everybody here. said on this post, there are hundreds, it's like a mommy group thing that this one woman oh, that I knew was right, posting right. about. And then everybody jumped on and said, I, I don't I don't even understand. Like, how dare they ask or expect $500 to $1,000? Nobody asked for anything from you. And whomever invited you. The whole thing is so fucking crass. I mean, you might as well put a comment in there is. and say, let's, let's tag the bride and see what she thinks is the right answer here since you're making it so gross and public. It's gross and that's exactly, I think, what offends me. It's gross <laughs> and public. And if you're offended by gifting at, you described the wedding, black tie, Long Island, like you described it to the point where it sounds like you understand to what you've been invited. It really does right. sound like it. So where does the, where does that gap exist that you all well, of a sudden? And to answer, to answer the question is even another level of <sighs> removal from the circumstance because anyone who is invited to such an event will know that all of these comments about it is typical to cover the cost of the plate. Use that as a benchmark. It is typical if your children in the wedding to think that you might be a, a higher level of engagement with this couple. And therefore, that would perhaps warrant a larger commemoration of the event. But guess what? All of that is so ridiculous because it's a courtesy. There is no bride who can afford or would choose to have such an event if it required people to have a worksheet as right. to how much to give back. <laughs> right. Right. You're doing it as a courtesy. You're doing and And in some cases, the only reason these questions are even worth entertaining is for someone like my mom. OK, let's and here I'll give the example. Yeah. Let's just say that she is now invited to her niece's black tie formal Long Island event, her most beloved niece, 
who she is very close with, sends a card every year. It's not a gift-giving thing, but just remembers they're close. They have a deep relationship. Okay, wow, cut to 15 years later, you're getting married. Oh, my goodness. My mom has not been, and will say, the last time I went to a black tie wedding was... 1941. What are kids given these days? It's the equivalent of I have to hire a babysitter next week. How much do I That's pay that person? Also, one on that answer. mom's group, by the way. That's also one she bitched about. Because when's the last time you hired a babysitter? I mean, dog sitter. It was ten no, years. Not a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, not even. So at a certain point, it's like it's like the fucking stamps question. How much do them fuckers go up since the last time I I raised a champagne glass? Is it still 150? Do I have to give 300? Is that really what reasonable is? I mean, look at it. Fucking eggs are $7. Maybe people don't know. But at the same time, I don't think that's what this was. No, it was, can you believe... Well, first of all, why, Like, you don't have friends. You have to crowdsource this. Somebody crowdsourced, you know, what a babysitters go for these days. And then I had to read. I didn't have to read. I could have just kept scrolling. Don't fucking at me with this bullshit. I found out, like, I made 75 cents an hour when I... I don't give a fuck what you made 40 years ago when you sat on a couch. I'm not interested in that. I I honestly feel like you have no one. There's no one you can ask. You're going to crowdsource. You can't trust anything you find on Facebook. Okay. It happens that my... uh, A relative of mine posted a private message to someone, very private message on their wall. And I don't know how to clean up this mess because they're not completely together to to receive the message to take it down to it's wildly inappropriate. Stepping back from social media has had zero negative impact. It's all upside. It's all upside. I don't miss shit. I'm on I have that's not true. The only downside is my group texts are fucking banging, but I have way too many to keep up with. The benefit of being in stuff like Facebook and Insta and all these places where you sort of have your things organized into a feed and you can scroll back and there's like, it just makes a little bit more sense than this free for all chaos fest that is my texts. But texts are great. You get photos, you get the back and forth communication, you get everything you need. So guess what that is? They're your fucking friends. Are you saying you're more <laughs> engaged with humans, not on social media? Is that what you're saying? I I never intended any of this. However, I now feel like a celebrity because the best shit about my life is nowhere on any social media. It is nowhere. It is only in my phone and my private peeps that get to see it. And it is so... And this is going on for the past year and a half with increasing frequency. I just, I just, for I think during COVID, I was very sensitive to not posting anything about travel or it just was like, I don't, even when I was doing it very safely and even coming out of, I was like, I just got out of the habit of posting any kind of vacation photos. And then that became, oh, well, I've just shared them with the people who I was either on vacation with or who know all the people I was on vacation with. So here's our little group thing. And that habit has stuck and it's fucking great. But then I look back on social media and all I have are, I don't know, shit that I ate 10 years ago and a couple of pictures of my dog. So it's no, there's no reason to go back. No reason to go back. I feel like a celebrity. I feel like Jennifer Aniston. I do. I like that you did that. You actually traveled this past week to go be with a mutual friend of ours for her 50th. And I am in one of those groups and got to see the pictures from it. And that's fucking delightful. It is, but it ain't no, oh, Mexico. You're going to tell us about I've Mexico, aren't you, really other than it was hot, it was hot as I was fuck. in the room? It was hot as fuck. I want to hear about your gloved up toe. I want to hear about was it ice or no ice. I mean, you did quite, I'm going to tell you all about my trip. Don't you fucking get me wrong, but I absolutely want to get back to We'll get back to me. We'll get back to me, cocoa. but you didn't fly on this trip, right? You drove. Correct. I did. I was about three and a half hours, give or take, from point to point. Okay. So it makes the most sense to get into the car. And I um, was given a wonderful opportunity to kind of coordinate and run the food for one of the days. It was a pool party day. So in order to make that happen and still behave like a guest myself, I did it all in advance. So I went down there with like 
par cooked, pre done, packed up, freezer bagged, everything in coolers. Like I, I was sort of rolled in like a caterer. caterer. Sure. So I got there. So yeah. So car, car, car. Got there early, which meant I got an extra day. Always. That's your mo. With our birthday girl, which is was always my mo. So it was fucking delightful. Stayed. Um, I was think I was the last one to leave. So I kind of blew that from a hospitality standpoint. First in and last to go. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. But fuck you. I had fun. So it was awesome. The weather cooperated beautifully. On night two, I transferred over to, I stayed with her in her home the first night. Night two, went over to the hotel where all of us were at a big old hotel. And the hotel was literally steps from the venue. She'd rented out a venue for the for the big evening festivities. So there was no driving. There was no bullshit. It was just joy, 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 joy down in my and heart. And air conditioning. Out. 100%. Yeah, that's nice. We in South Cacalac. How you nice for you. What's out there? Except for death. Right. Right. And it wasn't even crazy. It wasn't, I would say, maybe it was bumping its head on 90. Maybe it was 95. It was not hot. It was always, if it was that hot, you were already standing in a pool. It wasn't 100 and kill you. Right. As it sounds like it was for you. I will tell you one thing about the party that had nothing to do with the party. Okay. I am not a beer drinker. Don't know if you knew that. Don't know that beer went through a phase where I did all the craft beers and it was always a little painful. And then I realized, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want this. I'm not doing that. I don't do it. So never beer for me. Always spirits. Rarely even wine on a lark. I decided at this venue, it was just beer and wine, which again, I'm not, I'm not really crazy about either one. So what am I going to do here? I thought, I'll just, I'll, I'm in the South. Happy to be wearing some cowboy boots. I'll have one of those. Um, I'll take a, I'll take a beer, a carbonated beer. Sure. Give it to me in one of those aluminum vessels. That works out for me. Sure. Why not? It generally goes by uh, its initials. It's even become an acronym. We call it the PBR. Oh, yeah. Friend. Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking Mr. Paps in oh, a can. God. And it was terrific. It was the most delicious thing. I had three back to back to back. Ice cold PBR. There is nothing better. I will choose this now over sweet tea. I am in love, love, love. I'm going to have some in my fucking house. I don't know how this thing is it's so like disgusting water. to so many people. It's like urine. It's fantastic. Okay. It's not like either of those things. It's bright. It's refreshing. It's bubbly. The can looks good. It feels good. It's cold. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. You have no so PBR experience if you're this excited about ghetto it beer. It was delicious. It's I am so glad. Bush. I've had all the things. I'm telling you, if you have not had PBR in an iced up can in the middle of a sweltering hot night, wearing some cowboy boots, you don't know what's going on. You're not it, living. I'm, I will proselytize the PBR. And trust me, get on the train. It's a holy one. You'll love it. Was you there an, Was there an opportunity this week for you to receive an apology from anyone? Oh, that thing. I can't wait to tell you this. So because I was gone for many a day, yeah. I rolled up into the house and... My darling husband had taken point, taken lead. I originally had taken point, taken lead on getting the middle child packed. So he'd be fully packed for college before I left. And all that would be waiting is to fill the car and drive him there. (laughs) Yeah. So 3 a.m. the night before, my husband's upstairs pulling everyone's hair out trying to get it done. They finally go off to college. This leaves the oldest and the youngest to fend for themselves for the better part of the weekend. The youngest is now a learner-permitted driver. They were driving around, and with the older one in the shotgun seat, and all I'm told, because they won't give me a lot of detail, an incident occurred. Okay? Oh, no. With the learner-permitted driver behind the wheel. There was no accident. There was no collision. There was no nothing, no damage. Okay. But it was, a, it was an incident in driving where it was probably a, <gasps> like one of okay. these kind of a things, right? And they happen to be driving a BMW X5, so it's an SUV. It's a pretty beefy car. An older one, but a beefy one. My old car. And the other driver was driving some kind of a BMW, but a much nicer, newer one, right? And this other driver felt uh, aggrieved by the situation. Uh-oh. Took the, took the time to sw- somehow swing the car around so that their, their windows were right next to each other rolled down his driver's side window and motioned like pointing, 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 put your window down, put your window down. So my charming 
15 and a half year old son rolls the window, you know, zzz, oh, no. window goes down. And this angry, grown ass man leaning and pointing out of the window at my son says, you need to apologize to me right now. And so my son looked him dead in the face and went, no. And pulled the window back up and drove away. <laughs> Whose kid is that? I swear, he went the same thing as if I was trying to get him to eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. He looked at him like, you crazy fool. No, no. And that's it. That's all I'm going to do. So and he what, really. What's left? He really had a jump scare. When you demand an apology. Right. When you demand an apology of someone and their only answer is, I ain't going to give it to you. Now, where does that leave you? Good luck, sir. That's totally it. furious. He's totally furious as he all, sent all him the back. All goes out your balloon. You're done. Yeah, I really wish I knew what it was, if he was at fault or something. But evidently, the other guy demanded an apology and didn't get it, which I think is so cute and so awful at the same time. And I'm glad nobody got shot. Ooh, there was gunshots in my neighborhood last night. Can you believe that shit? No. That's not great. I thought all the yeah, guns were next was, door to you in a big cabinet that were... Of, I kind of wonder. Mm-hmm. So it is highly uncommon to have the popo here. And while we were going about our late evening business, my husband said, I was like, he was not answering me. And I was like, hey, what are you? And he goes, hang on, because he was snooping. Out the front, we could see two houses down, two popo police cars parked, parked. So then I'm like, well, don't talk to me. Go investigate. (laughs) Don't listen to me. (laughs) Go do your job. And the construction behind us, which is now a road with dots of homes, there was police back there, too. And after, you know, a text here and a text there, late in the evening, we learned that it gun, someone heard gunfire, gunshot, a gunshot, called the police, and they were looking, and they couldn't identify the source of it. And because they couldn't identify the source of it, and I didn't hear any gunshots, I wonder if it was my neighbor. And I hate to say it, I wonder if one of them kids, if their kid got, he. this is the family who gave their young son, I want to say he's first grade, second grade, they gave him... A shotgun, a pump shotgun for his birthday. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that happens. So I'm often I'm wondering if he like went back out into his own backyard and started shooting some fucking birds or something. I don't know. Little, I mean, surely maybe there was some criminal activity. Maybe there was a gang pop in the backyard and I didn't know it. Yeah, I'm just I don't saying. Think so that's a lot less of shit likely. going on. A lot of shit going on. I didn't apologize. I won't roll down my window for you. Fuck off. Your answer is yeah, no when somebody demands one. No. I love that. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Can you imagine some snot-nosed kid who you're already pissed off because you think you don't know you don't know how to drive and dump along the road and all he wants to tell you is sit on a tack, you fucker. I love it. Uh, I love it. Well, I, I have sufficiently warned my kids. Like, road rage, you don't know if anybody's got a gun in their car, but when somebody goes as far as to flag you down and in your face next to you kind of thing, right. um, right. I think my kids would have tried to sorry. reason with them, been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, do you remember when no. when my husband got pulled over and his answer to the cop was, what seems to be the problem, officer? And I thought, you deserve oh a fucking God. ticket. You deserve a punch oh in the God. face and a ticket for that. That answer. <laughs> yes. That seems to be the problem, number one. Not speeding, not start. hitting something, not going through a lighter stop sign. What seems to be the problem, officer? That's $350. I demand an apology. I demand you stop telling me what to do. It's so funny. Um. I want to let you know that in addition to being sweltery hot and restaurants and gyms not having AC in Mexico, the one thing I want to bring to dear listeners from my trip is something my daughter said while we were away. She has always been the center of all things brilliant, sarcastic, and just perfection not her behaviors always, but her verbiage is on fucking point. So we are sitting in puddles of our own filth for the most part. We have a pool, a small waiting-ish pool attached to our room. It was it was lovely. It's a little older. I thought celebrities vacation in Cabo. No celebrities. No Americans. No, right. Anyway. she Maybe lo- they were there and they were just texting to each other. <laughs> right. And not on social media or at the pool or at any meals. But she looks at me. We're playing cards on the lanai. And she says, how am I supposed to slay in these conditions? <laughs> oh, 
And oh. I thought, okay, my job here is clearly done. Her job is now beginning to school me because I, there's nothing else I can teach this child. She has already raised the bar and moved on because how is she supposed oh. to slay? Like she came there to be the best. So she couldn't pull and it yet off. Yet I fig- and that she figured it the fuck out, I'm sure. No doubt. She were there sure any did. were there any poolside winks and nods? How does that work when you're on a family vacation with two very beautiful erudite humans of the uh youthful persuasion? Do they like go out and flirt and hotsy totsy it up? Do they leave mom and dad at the you go to that bar, we're going to a totally different bar. Yeah, like how does that they work? They weren't look they didn't see anyone interesting to engage. They hung out with us. Let me just say that. They hung out with us and because we were together, that's the only reason there was joy. Um and my family liked the food. I immediately got you want to guess? ill. Um and was no. immediately almost no. immediately uh, yeah, it wasn't. I could, would not have guessed that. Yeah, right. I it's never would guess that about you, Melissa. It, it wasn't. Did you go? Did you have Lucy Papoopies? Yeah, Is that's really not coming on the podcast so much. But I mostly made it to the bathroom when I needed to get to the bathroom. Hey! So, cheers. So oh. cheers to that. Uh, the tincture that I brought to get me to sleep leaked in the Ziploc bag I had it in. So sleeping eluded me unless I was going to double edible myself. And I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it was it was a challenge at almost every front. There was a disco at night. Kids didn't go. There was a Michael Jackson show. There was a magician. Everything was one hundred in Spanish. It was all in Spanish. I don't, I don't understand why you didn't go to the disco. First of all, I, do you have a hard time dancing anymore? I sadly have learned that I have a hard. My body, my soul has some fucking moves. Yeah. But my body can't execute. Yeah. So I got to get. And of course, the person I was there to celebrate is the fucking part-time professional belly dancer so I'm like why don't you suck it you're too great for me so she's all up there slithering like some hot snake and I'm down here trying to bend over carrying a can of beer something was not connected but I still felt connected it could have been the can of PBR that was the issue it was I'm telling you the delight knows no bounds or reason you must try it everybody that's your homework go i'm sure it comes in like a six pack. you've never had go pbr before. did you not go to college with me why on earth would i have that swill never and yet it has the worst because it has no we would get we would get um a four dollar bucket of rocks and they would give you a stainless steel haha they would give you an aluminum pail filled with ice and there would be maybe five or six mini long neck no they'd be they'd be um uh rolling rocks Right from the glass lined tanks of old Latrobe, we tender this premium beer. Yes, they would bring. So it was a, we're outside. It was Rolling Rock was my was my beer of choice, and that was cheap enough, cheap enough. And then there would be like um, there'd be like two buck pitchers on a Tuesday night, but that was always some mystery beer. PBR was just not the jam. Nobody bought it. It would be Bush or Na- is there such a thing as Genesee Cream Ale? You're talking is that one Natty Light? Remember Natty Light? That's the one. (laughs) Yes, Natty Light. That's it. And there was some other creepier, sad one. I got it. That also had like a swoosh on the front. Beast, Milwaukee's Best Beast. That's the one. Yes. And PBR. That's what we drank all the time. Was it like a, it was like a sort of a, sort of like a flat, flat rectangle, like larger than a square rectangle shape. And it was like a 12 pack that was perennial in the refrigerator, maybe. I have to tell you, my friend Joel is screaming at his Oh. radio right now amy i will show you good beer he would love to give you a tutorial nobody needs good beer uh, first of all i've identified the good beer and it's pbr and it is a it is a three word uh tryst. it has a ribbon pabst it's a blue fucking ribbon yeah. that's the number one what do you need it's so good i can i just say without getting punched in the throat it doesn't really taste like beer it just sort of tastes like itself. And I'm not a beer lover. So I'm like, this is sort of like a fun little soda. It's just good. And it's cold. I don't know. I think the selling point was that it was I feel like cold. we've had this conversation when we were <laughs> okay. in New Orleans and you tried <laughs> Dixie and Red Stripe and you... Yes! Okay. Well, Red Stripe happens in the islands. But I mean, these beers, they get such a bad rap. Because they're made probably from animal urine, but at the same time, they're delicious. <laughs> Aren't really right? good coffee grounds from 
animals yes, should muskrats, do too. poop them yeah, out okay. or whatever happens. Yeah. So, I mean, at a certain point, people eat snails and shit. Get over it. I'm just saying, I thought PBR, I thought I would taste it. I didn't, I didn't know what I would think, but I got it almost as a joke. Yeah. And, and the joke's on me because that shit's delicious. So just there you have it. Now you know. I too am demanding an apology, Amy. You are? I am. Why? I am demanding an apology from all of the feminine uh, products companies, from the Kotex, Playtex, all the X's, Tampax, Fluctex, whatever they are. I'm I'm demanding an apology. If that crackhead could demand one from your middle child, this from your means junior, you, fucktex. Yeah, I fucktex. I demand an apology, and it is because. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, I know where this is going. I know where this is going. My son told me. Oh, oh! I love it when the males in my house get all uproarious about feminine whatever. I want reparations. Okay. Like I don't just go, want go, an go, apology. Go, go. It turns out that for the last seventy years of having belts and straps to hold in pads for lady belts and straps and pads gonna scurry when yep. i get my period in the surrey <laughs> yes <laughs> all of the testing on tampons and pads has been done with a liquid water-based solution i have to so say that again with different words because you got to prove the point that ha- what have they never used to test those products blood and fuck you. a hint of lining from your uterus. Anything fuck that you. is consistent you, you. with what is actually needed to be absorbed in a pad Never. or a tampon. Never. Let's test this toilet paper on some brown crayon and see how it's going to work. That is Well, wait a minute. Not- Do they test toilet paper on poop? I'm not going to. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> Stay on topic. I would prefer they test that on water because that's fine for I don't me. Wanna, I don't want to work for Charmin all of a sudden. I don't want to work for Charmin all the time. All of the Playtex, Tampax, Fucktex, all of you owe me an apology <laughs> because you have been claiming your absorbency of a substance that has never needed to be absorbed by right. this product. Let's, let's test this out on some fucking Kool-Aid. How's that taste, Jerry? Yeah, you're not. That's not what the tampon is for. Please. Please. I'm unbelievable. I was horrified this week to learn 2023 is the first time that they started to use it and it's animal blood they're using. I don't even want to know how you got your animal blood, but how hard is it to get some fucking human blood? I mean, I'm tr- it's not that fucking hard. Doesn't that shit expire? If it's not good enough for us to use it, why can't you dump it on your weird tampons? I mean, honestly, there's got to be a gray market for the old blood. As someone... What about them gays? If they can't donate because uh, the, the the health department is such a little tight ass and won't take your gay blood, guess what? We would love it over on our, on our fuck text. I got to tell you. We would love it in fuck, fuck text. text. The research department at fuck text is writing to, as you phrased it, them gays. <laughs> I cannot with both of these topics. Gays, gays bleed too. Check it. Gays need tampons. Gays need tampons. Now my children are just walking around <laughs> screaming. Gays need tampons. Gays need tampons. That's a, we got the title for this Mom, show. Mom, the passion project you've been doing okay. with Melissa for the last six years seems to have taken a turn, and I don't endorse any longer. Look, look, look. Gays bleed too. Let's just let's just cut it. Let's say what it I is. D- That's the truth. I don't understand how for seventy years you're testing on water and claiming having any claims. You have claims. As someone who don- donates blood every 60, 58, 60 days, I prefer you not use my blood for that. I I think I'm saving lives. However, have we not made with cornstarch and and 70 other things uh, uh, something that's closer to the texture? I can't imagine why anybody in a research lab thought water was even close to the consistent. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening. Dear listener, men, no, welcome back. No, I'm not back. sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I am not sorry if you're listening because I got news for you. If there was anything made for men, everybody knows they've been working with the real bits and parts since day one, and they would accept nothing less. And women were like, I'm just happy that someone's providing materials for me at all. Yeah, right? we were supposed to be. I'm sick of this bottom of the barrel shit. We're supposed to be grateful that you put an adhesive on the bottom, number one, in Instead of strapping us into belts anymore, what happens, gents, when that adhesive flips over because it's not good adhesive and then you are just Velcroed to your parts and bits and chicks and ducks and geese? So I demand an apology is what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Do you ever see that thing on social media where they take the... uh, 
the police and they hook them up to some sort of a menstrual cramp simulation device. Have you seen I've this seen one? I've seen men do it. Have you it. seen it? Have you seen this it? This is yeah, what they you take feel? Like these, these big burly people and they put them on and the woman's standing there and she's got it on like a four out of a ten. And she's like, so what do you think? Would you go to a meeting? Would you go to a work of meeting? Of course you would. You like have this? to. And he's like, I don't think I'd go to work feeling like this, let alone a meeting. She's like, okay, would you do a presentation like this? Would you go to a 10-hour shift feeling like this all day? She's like, let me put you on a nine. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) And that's cramps. That's not even labor. That's cramps. (laughs) And I got news for you. They can't simulate that shit because it's a million times worse than anything they could fucking come up with. When's the last time you had simulated anything that was even close to the real thing? It's not. It's not. It's never. But you could try harder to make it closer to the real thing. I'm not saying pig's blood or or what. Just try. Fuck texts need to roll down the window. You owe me an apology. Let's go. Roll it down. I think it every roll down. Did he give it? Oh, you said he gave him the pointy finger down to do it as opposed to the arm roll of opening a window. Because they snots. Everybody snots. You know, press that button. Get your servant to press the button and put the window down for you. Yeah. Can we ask that guy if being right is enough? Amy, is being right enough or does everyone need to know you need to tell everyone that they're wrong or or that you're a winner, they're a loser? Like, is there it's just being right enough? Like I've listened to people, for example, in Mexico, I heard people talking and saying things and they're absolutely wrong and they're fucking ridiculous and their information is I know better. Is that enough or is it my job to educate people on things and I don't know if it is where I am in life now, if I've always been this way. My my brain wants to tell me I've always been this way. My friends will probably say, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Tell me. I can tell you that the heart, the only time it's difficult for me to let the error stand is professionally. That's when it's difficult. And I rarely will because it's it's easy to find a solution that saves face for everyone. It is very easy to solve the problem, to to correct the error professionally without pointing the finger and shaming or insinuating blame onto the other person. The moron, right. So, yeah, for example, (laughs) if, I mean, three separate occasions that I could take the whole podcast to tell you one story each, which I'll spare everybody, in the past two days, have I had an experience where I knew the shit was... I know there's so much that I could do to fucking resolve this. And I'm just going to be like, it's we're going to sure go ahead. Just look the other way. Not even interested at brunch yesterday morning. I don't even remember what the topic was, but it only stood out to me because everybody ganged up on me at the end. And I was like, okay, learning moment. So I happened to say something. My husband corrected me. He's like, I, I think it's the opposite of what you just said. And I said, okay, well then I was wrong. And he sort of looked at me for more than a moment. And I said, I said, clearly I made a mistake. I trust you. I was wrong. And I stuck my hand out to shake his hand, right? Just to prove the point. And my two children, who happened to be of the three, grabbed their chests and fell to the floor. Said, I felt, I feel something moving under my feet. Is that the earth shaking? Like, and I'm like, what the fuck? I say I'm wrong all the time. And they're like, no, you don't. No, you don't say you're wrong all the time. No, you don't. And then the Well, I live with you guys, so... The little one, I say, I say that I am wrong. I do say that I say when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong and I say it a lot. And the little one says, no, you don't really. You apologize, but you don't say you're wrong. It's like, I'm sorry that we're at odds in this situation. And I'm like, that's right, because I ain't wrong. And he's, he's like, here we are again. But I'm like, so. You so apologize, I mean, but you never say that you're wrong. So I'm just trying to say, well, I'm just trying to say, so there's a time for when you're wrong, you're wrong. And guess what being wrong is? It's a who fucking cares. That's the other thing. Everybody's wrong. I kind of really fleshed this out. I feel like just before you did like minutes, almost like within a year's worth of, because you sat at my house playing cards with our nearest and dearest. And you were like all up in your head. And then you finally said what a year ago, I think I figured out. And you're like, uh, hey, if I don't get the high score, if I lose, are you taking my house? Are you taking my kids? Right. When I lose this hand, at, when I lose this hand at pretend poker, right. am I now all of a sudden going to bankruptcy court? Is that what's happening? <laughs> when these matchsticks is all gone, do I not get to eat this month? What I mean, are the like, stakes, the right? A year ago, I think I decided to think about what are the stakes for this? And I 
I watched it happen on your face, right? I watched you like <laughs> trying to figure out who played what card. Like we're we're vicious card players, dear listener. When we get together as a group, they're not nice. They're not nice. There's, There's no it actually nice. Actually, literally gets physical. I have been I have been tagged a couple times, hit once, kicked once, told to shut it. That's Carrie. Carrie, these aren't jokes. These aren't jokes. None of that was Carrie. That was Annie and her fucking husband. And wait for you to get hot and bothered. <laughs> I just need to leave the table at a certain point. That's when I was started asking questions. It's like, what are we really playing for? Yes. Is there a baby on the line? Yes. Like, what's happening? People, dearest of my favorite listeners, what are the stakes? What? Why does it matter? Is being right enough? For me, I've decided it is. And is being wrong detrimental to your next breath? No, it's not. There are no stakes until there are fucking stakes is really the conclusion I came to a year ago. And I want to share that with you. I want to tell you that I don't want to tell you that nothing really matters because it doesn't, but really think about what really matters before you push forward and say, oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. like, really, what are the stakes in the process? Like, who fucking cares anymore about these things? Grammar, I hear it. I've judged you already. There's really no coming back from my judgment of your poor grammar. Trying to convince yourself that you are justified in correcting all the world's grammar. No, I now correct so. my gra- their grammar in my head. And I might flinch Do you or whisper it out loud. <laughs> ah, I'm getting ah. better. I'm getting better. I'm trying to help others. I do it in service. I like your growth. I do it in I service. I like your growth. I like your did, growth. I like your growth. Did you have an oracle reading? I did. I had an oracle reading. I had planned it as the tail end of my South Carolina adventure. There is a, I call them all psychics. I don't know what this woman is. She's a medium. She's an oracle reader. She's a something. And another person who had been in that part of the world in South Carolina had paid her a visit. It was a transformative visit. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I do a group session and we'll go. It's, it's a milestone birthday. Let's do this. Right. And it just, there was never really a time when it was going to be right. I wanted to treat it seriously. It wasn't like, let's go see the hypnotist or let's go to the Chippendales. Like it wasn't that. It's not entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was actually, I think of it more, this woman's practice is more of a thinking of going to like a meditation retreat or going to, um, like a self-help speaker giving you a a 30 minute like it was something it was like a it's a it's a self-awareness tool is what it was meant to be that's all I see it as and it didn't work out for me but it's like I'm here I'm gonna go so I made an appointment and I made it at the very tail end of the visit so the last thing I did after I left everybody was to go to this thing and then drive off into the sunset so that I would have that time alone in the car going home to process everything and it in the beginning it was it felt uninspired because everything that she was telling me and she even said, this is really heavy. Like I'm not, this is, this is feeling really, really heavy. And I know it's a lot to process. And I, I didn't say anything. I walked in with very, I gave her almost nothing. I didn't communicate a whole lot. I just sort of walked. I was consciously trying to be very centered and quiet and still. So in many ways, I wasn't myself at all when I went in there. She wasn't, if there was any vibration to pick up on, it wasn't anything that I would normally do. And all the opening stuff that she talked about, didn't really land. I was like, I could kind of see how that would fit. And I could kind of see how that would fit. Like it made sense, but it didn't, it wasn't like this big opening. Right. And so then I talked a little bit about what I saw, what she wrote down. She pulls out these cards and she interprets the cards. Right. And there were six cards that she interpreted. And as the thing kept going, they kept getting more and more specific. And I mean, I, I literally sat there while she would just randomly select from this deck and the next one would build on the last thing that we said we said so uh, yeah call it a trick call it a whatever call it divine intervention but it was the you know it it all logically built from the first card to the last in a way that was really fucking cool and sort of reinforced everything about this 50th birthday for my friend and in the idea of like We'll we'll call it midlife for all of us that 50 is some midpoint, whether it is or it isn't. But it's sort of like all the things that have come before and all the exciting things that are coming next. And it was just so great to check in and put as much emphasis and interest on it as I wanted to. Right. And nothing else, nothing more. So it was kind of fun to fucking do that stuff. 
And I'm just excited at the possibility. And part of it was this visit with friends, like you going to another city and seeing your kids in another city where the language is different and the weather is different and the sunsets are different. It changes you even temporarily, right? That little moment of a perspective shift, I want to have more of those and carry those through in my life all the time. I don't want to wait. I don't normally. And I want to expand the practice of we're not waiting. We're using the good China tonight. We're going to have the special meal. We're going to open that special bottle tonight. We're going to stay up late tonight. We're going to do it right now. Nothing is guaranteed. In the world? Hey, Brian. And I just want to tell you one quick story about my husband because I don't know where this fits or how it fits, but I have to tell, tell you. me. My darling husband is, in a lot of ways, he's like Stuart, right? Where he shows up well, he presents well, he's got the politeness thing, everyone knows him to be a good guy, all these kinds of things. Everybody loves him, all of a sudden he's responsible, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, I think he deviates from Stuart a little bit in that he also has a pretty healthy fuck it gene which I don't know that Stuart has a healthy fuck it gene. Like, it, I'm sure he has one, but my husband's is pretty advanced. So we Do went to, we went to uh, Elon University Convocation. And this is the kickoff of the four years of your life. And they parade everybody in. They have some, you know, fucked up bell that burned in a fire they wheel out. <laughs> they got the organ from like 170X. They got the bullshit everywhere. Burr, burr, burr all the fucking pomp plus circumstance let's go we're outside under the oaks everybody gets an acorn we're doing shit in latin on and on i mean it's a really big fucking serious deal all the people walking around with those stupid weird creepy velour berets with the long sleeves and the puffy shit you know academics they're doing it like hey hey we hot we cool let's go bye-bye so this is all happening it's all happening and they have to parade two thousand of these fuckers into their seats so we're all standing right? And it's going on like a half an hour. It takes a long time to walk these fuckers to their seats. So my husband's standing. It gets to the point where we're swaying because you just at a certain point, you're swaying to the music. It's hot. You're listening to it and it's boring as fuck. So he decides he's going to yawn because he's tired. And I guess he forgot that he was out in public with other people. <laughs> so he yawned and he's 6'2". He's a big ass dude out there like a trumpet. <laughs> Like the kind of yawn you do on a Saturday morning in your own fucking bed. No That's the kind way. Yup. 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 Yuppity fuck. And I turn around and look, of course, you know, somewhere below his tits. Because I every time I turn around, I got to look all the way up to get to his head. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is what you mean. <laughs> and he looks down and he's like, I was tired. And I'm like, what? So then I turn around and now I'm laughing and laughing. I can't believe. I figured he just forgot himself. Right. He just forgot himself. Motherfucker did it again. Shut up. Ten minutes later, just as loud. And I turned around and I said, you can't, I, out loud this time, you can't do that. <laughs> and all the other parents are looking like, who are these crackers standing up in here trying to ruin this beautiful sanctimonious moment? Come on. And he's just like, I'm tired. I'm still tired. If we're being honest, you know some of those people have that on videotape because they absolutely absorb every minute of this. That's us. Yibbidi-doo. Who ruined convocation? We did. We did. The Fugazis. Count on us every time to jack an oh event. Oh, my God. My God. My God. I Yeah, I didn't expect that he would not know how to fucking act. But it turns out it was a combination of, I don't think there's something anything wrong with this. That's a problem. And then also, if there is something wrong with this, fuck him. I'm tired. I don't want to be right. So he, <laughs> the second, Yeah, the second time was like, I'm still tired. They're taking too long. I'm like, no. No, no. Next at the wedding, you're gonna be like, "Hurry up, kiss her!" Like, what's next? You can't do this stuff. You gotta, you gotta be. Hurry up and kiss her. He cannot come I'm to saying, any weddings with me. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to. Well, say. then I I'm think it's important knowing that he is capable of being tired and reacting this way to <laughs> thank him for his incredible decorum that he has had at my wedding, which was at night at my children's been a mitzvah and all of our functions. He's been nothing but charming and wonderful. So thank you, what? Mr. Fugazi. Holy shit licking dickhole. I have one last question for you. Yes. Yes. And it is this. What is something that people really can't understand unless they experience it themselves? I 
pretty much only have sad ones. Do you want me yeah, to tell I mean, you? Do you have happy ones? Um, pain for me. Death. Pain. Death of a parent. What else you got? Death of... Uh, I, your own death. No, I don't mean that. I mean death. <laughs> You're right. Just wait for it. That's you thought you knew. Conversation ending. <laughs> no, no, no. Gavel. No death. Death of death of someone close. So any Loss. loved one. Right. But I mean, it's until you've really had the all of the air knocked out of your body at once. You can't imagine until it's it is a it is a world changing event. It is truly a world-changing event, and you think you know what it is until you've had the big one. And then, honestly, a bit like having children, physically bringing a child into your home, right, to live with you forever, it changes you because really important, really stressful, really big stuff, there's fucking nothing anymore. The context of the rest of your life is judged against that event. It's like having a great love, right? The context of all other loves are now judged against that great love that you've had, whether it's with you still or not. It's just the reality of it. It changes your worldview forever. It, so. it kind of makes your answer kind of makes my um, root canal and a washing the dishes. colonoscopy. <laughs> like there are certain things that or doing acid um, or uh, like you really can't understand, which is why when physicians are trained I feel like there needs to be another course on sympathy empathy there needs to be a better way to deal with like even Gray's anatomy of its basic bitchness um, address the you are telling somebody that they lost them this is their worst day and for you it's Tuesday so it's easy it honestly if you've never if you've only been taught it and you've never been on the receiving end of that conversation, I, I don't think there is a way for you to know. And you can be as empathetic, empathic, empathetic yeah, as right. you, yeah. uh, you can be as steeped in the proper response as possible, and you're still going to get a Tuesday creep in. You just are. I have a, a large number of my friends are in the caring space, yeah. and there gets to, it's just the volume of it, your familiarity with the worst moment of somebody's lives, your familiarity with urgency and emergency, it's that that part doesn't phase you. So it's almost work to keep the sensitivity front and center. And until and unless you've had this happen to you, because there's some things that just change you so fundamentally, you never you never forget it. It flashes before you every moment, every time you have to relive it for somebody else. Are there any positive ones? Because all the ones I'm coming up with uh, that I've really racked my brain they're mostly negative I think no they're not I I feel I don't know that I mean none of these have the same kind of weight because we started out really heavy and, and weighty but the well it's just true because they're they're I think that the premise of the question suggests that it's going to be impactful and things that have tremendous impact are extremes so extreme joy of childbirth right yeah I don't know that Men really get it. They get it when they hold their new baby for the first time. Wherever that baby came from, that moment, the, the surge of endorphins, right? But there's something being physically connected to another person. There, that's, a, that's a pretty big one. Running a marathon, right? You can't transfer the pride of completing a marathon. I will never know how it literally feels to cross that finish line because I haven't done it. Neither will I. I didn't train and there's nothing for wrong years with that. and months to run and push my body past what it's physically capable of to do that, right? There is a, because you you end up with, maybe that's what this is. You end up into self-selected groups and tribes of people who have experienced the same thing. We have, we have two members of our growing clan of friends who are in the widow club. And they say it's the, it's the, it's the best community I never wanted to be in, right? Because People in there get it in a way that nobody else will. And, and I don't want to get right. it. And can't. And I don't want to, but I'm glad you have a community. So there's something to be said for, there's a lot in life that you only get by doing. Like, you you know, you just, physical fear, overcoming fear, that's another one. That that's positive. You have to, yeah. you have to, you have to do it. There's no talking yourself through it. You physically have to do it. And then your body is the response to it. Dear listener, what is something that you think people can't understand unless they experience it for themselves? Please take your 
ticky tacky fingers over to a keyboard and write us brilliant observations at gmail.com. Go on to social media and don't be a troll, but let us know what your thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams. You can do that at Listen Brilliant on Instagram and X formerly known as Twitter, and you can go to Facebook, Brilliant Observations or Brill Ob Squad. Join up, sign up, join us. We are so grateful that you came out and thank you so much for turning us on. I hope in some way we turned you on, although I can't imagine how. Um, We want to see you back here next week, so definitely come back for us. And Amy would fucking love it. If you would tell, here's your homework assignment, three friends. Tell three friends that you have these two friends that meet every week to share with you crazy things like, can you believe it's been a hundred years of feminine shit that's never been tested on feminine shit? Please. Can you believe that it's been over a decade since you have held the glorious Pabst Blue Ribbon? betwixt your fingers well over a do it get your friends get your friends get a six pack listen up you're gonna have the best fucking night of your life you're welcome that's what i want to hear from you this week <laughs> tell us uh, a beer for amy that is not pbr or yeah whatever you got tell us do tell. thank you so much we love you love you bye bye it feels really good when